I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. What's up, guys? In this video, we're going to talk about understanding your investors. One of the biggest problems I see with a lot of our clients is that they just don't really know who they're talking to when they're raising money from investors. And you need to be able to cater your pitch to each person you're talking to. It shouldn't be the same thing every time. So let's let's jump into it. In other videos, we talk about you know understanding the four different types of investors, your accredited investors, your qualified clients, your qualified purchasers and non-accredited. That's important, but that's not what we're talking about in this video. The purpose of this video is to give you a different lens in looking into and understanding the different types of people you might be raising money from. Now, first and foremost, uh, you know, a distinction between the types of people you are raising money from is new investors versus current investors. So pretty self-explanatory. A new investor is somebody that you have never raised money from before. A current investor is somebody that, you know, has been in either one of your prior projects or funds. Um, the problem with new investors is that these people, they don't know you, they probably don't like you, and they don't have any reason to trust you. Um, so you need to convince them of that on your first interaction. Um, with current investors, on the other hand, like they already know you, you probably, if they're still an investor of yours, you probably made them money. So there's a, a couple of things to understand when you're, when you're addressing these people. With, with new investors, yeah, you need to differentiate yourself. But, you know, we talk about this in other videos, but you just need to get to know them. You need to give them a reason to know you and trust you and like you and want to work with you. Um, one thing you can do that, one way to do that is don't be aggressive on your fees with new investors. I see it all the time. People want to do 50-50 splits and I'm just like, look, guys, you're not going to start off any relationships great by you know charging outrageous fees um now when you have a working relationship and you've made money you you can be a little more aggressive so maybe on a on a set on a later fund or even just if you're syndicating deals on later projects um that, you know how do you think renaissance gets away with charging a four and 44 it's because they have consistently performed and shown their investors that they can make them money so that's that's number one it's just like understand you know the the difference between new investors and current now the other one i think is even a little bit more important because that's pretty obvious is the difference between an investor versus an allocator so there's there's definitely a different here difference here so investors you are trading it's their own money okay so this is kind of like high net worths you know business owners whatever allocators this is other people's money so the difference there is here you're talking with the decision maker usually you're talking to the person whose money it is and they're going to make the decision um now they're probably going to go before they make an investment yeah they're probably going to 
go and chat with maybe a, uh, you know, I'm just going to put a financial advisor um, or a CPA or an attorney, um, you know, they might just, or just a friend, you know, they're, they're going to ask somebody, but usually the due diligence is a lot less for these types of people. They're not going to investigate you as much as an allocator will because an allocator, this is somebody where this is like a, this is like a CIO, like a chief investment officer. Okay, or a portfolio manager of a of a family office of an endowment, and they have they have guidelines and parameters, and they have to go get a confirmation. So, like, let's say they choose to invest with you, they have to go get a confirmation from others before they actually make the investment, right? The investment timeline for investors it it, it really depends. I'm going to put one to three months here, but with an allocator. You're looking at at least two to, I mean, as long as a year, um, but I'm just going to put two to six months is a little more re realistic. So, I mean, these guys, like they have teams, like if you're a chief investment officer of a family office or of a pension fund or endowment, like you have teams of analysts that you are going to task on basically convincing, let's say me as the chief investment officer, why I shouldn't invest my money with with you. And then even if, even if it approves, like you got to understand that these people probably still have to go talk to a board and get permission from them. So it's good that you need to understand the dynamics and everyone that you're talking to here, um, because they have very different needs. Uh, for example, like the liquidity of a, you know, the liquidity preferences of an investor versus an allocator radically different. Like an investor, it's usually, it's their money. So, you know, it, when you tell them a 10 year lockup on their funds, like that's a long time, right? Um, these people are probably gonna write smaller checks. So be aware of your, your minimum commitment. They're probably not as wealthy. But I mean, uh, 10 years is a long time for somebody. Like you really need to understand their purpose of their wealth. Now, if it's in a trust or something or a family office, that's different because it's usually long term and goes on after your death. But a lot of people can't think about, you know, if they're going to need that money and within the next 10 years or not. Allocators, on the other hand, I mean, their time horizons are very long, um, you know, like we'll take a pension, for example, if you're raising money from a state pension fund, they have they have pensions they need to pay out. Let's, let's call it a 4% annual obligation of that or whatever percent like that they are benchmarked which lead them to more income oriented assets right that they that they want to be involved there same things goes for like an endowment right if they're if the scholarship is in you know perpetuity and they'll, they'll take the interest accrued every year and pay that out in scholarship funds and they want that principle to stay the same so you know what is that they're probably going to be more income oriented as well meaning they probably like the thoughts of you know a real estate fund a lot more than a venture capital fund or even a private equity. So like you just need to take a minute and do your homework on each one of these investors that you are thinking about engaging. Okay, understand who they need to get a confirm like it's just like on a sales call, right? Like where you say, "Hey, like are you the decision maker?" Obviously, when you're raising money, you don't want to be offensive to anybody. 
Um, but you know, you need to ask, it's the same practices of asking, you know, what step, like what's, what's your process, you know, before making an investment and is there anyone else you need to, you know, that needs to approve this and just understanding the, the, the steps because for, in this example of like a chief investment officer, they will need to be equipped with the proper knowledge. Like you're not going to be in that room when they go talk to the board, you know, it's going to be them. So you need to give them all the materials and everything that they need. If they, if he decide, if this person decides they want to invest, they need to be able to then go sell the board on why they should invest. Um, if that's how it works, he may just be the sole decision maker. It depends on, you know, kind of the fund and, and the way things work, but you should understand that. So just as important as it is for, you know, your investors want to get to know you and trust you, like you should get to know them, do your homework on them, cater your presentation and your needs to them. Uh, understand their liquidity needs, understand their minimum check sizes and their objectives. Maybe they've got a philanthropic motive that you can lean on as you're, as you're, you know, pitching. So, a lot of things here. So these are, this is kind of a, you know, a different type of investor. Um, but, you know, like look at their past investments and, you know, see, see what they've done. So kind of a bit to talk about there today, but I think it's really important. It's a, it's a problem I've been seeing a lot with our clients is they don't understand who they're talking to and how they're going to cater an offering that makes sense for them. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch and scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? -on -one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't wanna talk about that in here, but if you wanna learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.